Hello, hello, hello. Here I am once again. The Terror Zone Podcast. Back in full effect. One week at a time. Haha. <laughs> um, as you see by the title of this podcast, I got Jeremy Damron, the vocalist of the elusive and hardest and toughest fucking newer band uh, doing shit right now. They have their EP out. On Day's record, so shout out to them, shout out to Lumpy for always putting out fire bands and sharing it with the rest of the hardcore world. Um, it's all all good bands on Day's records, as far as I'm aware, everything I've ever checked out has uh, really been a, a, a blessing to my ears. So once again, uh, shout out to fucking Day's and Lumpy and Volcano for uh, you know putting out that f- fire ass fucking ep it's so good it's so good i listen to it every day it's in my daily rotation um if you have not checked out volcano you definitely need to do so uh you could go on Bandcamp and spotify and all the listening platforms actually do yourself a favor i don't know you can probably throw them uh i think you can buy it on Bandcamp for like seven dollars you can get the free download why don't you uh hook them up and throw them a few bucks for that shit um Oh, yeah, we talked about a lot of shit, so uh, you'll just have to get into the conversation and enjoy it. I posted that little teaser the other day. It was fucking hilarious when uh, the uh, camera kept f- f- zooming in and out all by itself. I ended up looking it up. It's like a, it's a pro version, or it, uh, it's like the iPad, um, a special feature to keep uh, the person centered during video calls, so that was pretty hilarious considering... Uh, Neither of us had any idea that that was going to happen. It was quite hysterical at the time. But, um, oh, we talked about a lot of his past bands. You're not so big, you know, but, uh, he did want me to mention a few that he, uh, he blanked on when we were talking about it. There's a band, um, Action Speak Louder from Tampa. This other band, Graves from, from, uh, Tampa. Ghost, Ghost Psalm Solo Project. And he also did uh, Witch Eater, the Ohio crossover, and he said he felt, you know, kind of silly not mentioning those bands because when you're coming up in bands, that shit's important to you, and you don't want to leave anybody hanging. I wouldn't want to either, so I have no problem throwing those bands out for him. So I don't know if you can find any of the music, but type it up. See see if you can. Sorry, my cat's fucking tripping right now trying to get into my turtle tank. (laughs) She's about to jump into a f- f- fucking 90-gallon tank of water. Anyways, besides that, the uh, episode was great. Uh, as of now, as of uh, fucking yesterday, there was only just over 50 tickets left for Tide Down Fest in June. So that means if you don't get it in the next couple of days, you are going to miss out. And uh, nobody wants to hear any bitching about it. Oh, oh, I didn't get my ticket. You've had like three, I don't know, Fuck, at least a month, a month and a half to get your shit together and figure it out. And if you haven't by then, that's your problem. Don't be irresponsible. And as of right now, uh, uh, still nothing on the after shows. I can't wait to see what those bring. I hope they're worth it because it's going to be a couple long fucking days. You're going to have to really, really, really convince me to stay after. <laughs> well, we actually drive to a different location. It's only it's about a about a two three minute drive down the street for the after show. So it's if anybody's going or uh, plans on going, regardless, it's not that far. So, with all that being said, 
I have a lot of plans in store for uh, the next few weeks. Hopefully it all comes together. Uh, everybody's got busy lives. Shit's going well. And um, also, save the date for October 7th. Everybody's seen that last week. That's a, that's a big mystery right now. So I, I can't wait to find out what's happening October 7th. But I suggest you save the fucking date. You get your fucking plane ticket now. You get your hotel now. It's going to be good. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but it's going to be good. I'm going to cut this intro out. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I had a lot of fun doing it. And I look forward to some feedback. Maybe do me a favor. Share it. Share it with your friends. Everybody should hear Volcano at least. You don't have to share my podcast. Share the music. And um, you can go ahead and follow uh, fucking Jeremy from the band. Uh, he's a great tattoo artist. His Instagram handle is the Heavy Hander, cause he's a tattoo artist. I couldn't imagine getting tattooed by his fucking big monkey paws. Just f- digging into your bones. Ah, I hate tattoos. People are like, it's my therapy. Yeah, sure, it fucking hurts. Anyway, thanks again. Follow the shit. Listen to it. Support your scene. And go fuck yourself. Did you hear that? I heard it. Recording in progress. All right. Uh, I just want to thank you for doing this, first of all, man. Um, ever since I heard of Volcano, sometime last year, uh, I've been fucking digging the the four songs you guys got out. I listen to that shit weekly. It's in the rotation every day. So, uh, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And um, I mean, uh, so you guys are kind of like a mystery. There's no social media there, you know. So, so who knows? Like whoever knows knows. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know. Like, uh, like. Let's say where you guys are from, um, and how uh, how you got into hardcore. We'll just start there, you know. How I got in hardcore. Yeah. Um, so the band's predominantly from Dayton, Ohio. Um, that's where we kind of started. Um, I'm from Florida. Um, came up around a lot of like death metal heads and hip hop heads at first, and uh, right around like my junior year of high school, I. Uh, Got a couple friends that were into like post hardcore, like uh, kind of like um, like Poison the Well, real heavy, and like that, like kind of melodic stuff. And it was like cool to me, but it just didn't hit me as good. Um, and then through those people, I started going to some shows and started to see more of like I knew I liked Hate Breed a lot, right? But I didn't know a hard. I didn't know what hardcore was. I just didn't, you know, like I had heard of it, but I didn't know what it was yet. You know, I'd been to lots of death metal shows and like I was in the hip hop too. You know what I mean? I was just like one of those things. So I went to my first like hardcore show and it was like, it was pretty like, holy shit. You know, it wasn't like push pitting. It was like people with fucking, you know, bandanas on their faces. Oh yeah. Like, a bunch of people in the face. I'm just like, this is it. And uh, it was like, uh, once I was like explained to, you know, what hardcore was, you know, what the difference was, what the subculture was and what it was about. I was just hooked from in on out. I was like, I'm tired of listening to music about people ripping people apart and like, you know, digging the bodies. This is like real shit that I'm about because I was really, really into hip hop, too. You know what I mean? So like, you know, it was just like. Once I found it, it was over. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was like a all in kind of thing. You know, 
Yeah, do you remember the the show uh, that uh, you went to and seen it live for the first time? Do you remember what it was? It was a local. It was a local show, and it was um, it was uh, a buddy of mine's band. We weren't friends at the time, but they were called Molly Ringwald, and they were kind of like a fashion grindcore kind oh, of band. Shit. There you go. There's other yeah. other hardcore bands that played too, you know. Um, and it was just you know that was like the first experience of that subculture and then my first big show was a terror show in uh in tampa florida at the orpheum okay and that was in ybor city and that was where i was just like what the fuck you know like (laughs) error being the first real hardcore like hardcore show i'm not like not the same kind of kids but like you know it was it was a while ago too it was like around uh uh overcome was like the the big okay the big, so oh yeah 405 yeah. somewhere in yeah there. 405 yeah yeah you know they had that music video the overcome music video <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fuck yeah god damn yeah i remember those days too because i started to listen to them around the same time lowest of the low was already out and so was yep. uh one with the underdogs one i just underdogs. happened to find them you know somebody showed me them and uh I seen them with uh, you'd fucking dig this. I seen them with the Black Dahlia murder for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. Unearth the Black Dahlia murder and uh, remembering never they all were on the same bill. Oh, Terror, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah dude. so fuck. And like, I didn't even know like what hardcore really was then. I was more into like Unearth and the Black Dahlia murder because I kind of bounced well, that, all over the place. That's where I was. That's where that's kind of like where I was going towards, but I was like old school death, like. Like and and grind, you know. I was into like cattle decap, real heavy. Um, okay. My ba- I, my best friend's band, who I hung out with, they pr- they practiced in the same building as like uh, Cannibal Corpse, and I, I believe Deicide was in there as well. Damn. Later on, you know, I, I was in the hardcore by that time, but you know, the st- the sentiment behind you know just being into those like death metal bands mm-hmm. and then being in hardcore and like still having it around was like real cool too, you know. Fuck yeah, man. But, yeah yeah it's weird because it's like a totally different thing like you're into like the heavy music like you feel it and it all has like the same kind of energy but that it's something about hardcore like you had mentioned the lyrics which just makes it that much better it's actually more relatable than (laughs) digging up of dead bodies and gorging on fucking menstrual chunks and weird shit Uh, it's all fun shit obviously but uh yeah, like hardcore you can't just... relate to it you know it's like a horror movie at, at the end. <laughs> like, you yeah. know you can't like don't get me wrong man that shit's really good very talented musicians but you can't take it seriously all the way at a hardcore show whenever i'm hearing somebody spit what they got to say and i could feel it it's a whole different experience Fuck you know me. what i mean oh, yeah. you know it's it's there's a level of uh camaraderie as well when it comes to like what what have I gone through that this guy who's wrote this song has gone through? You know what I mean? And that's how I myself try to like uh, relate to people who listen to Volcano. You know what I mean? I try to experience or share my experiences in a way that's like true. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not, you know, basically writing fantasy, you know, like. Oh, yeah. You know, it all makes sense. You hear what if you hear what you're saying, it's like. I can feel that way. You know about some people are fucking assholes and, you know, whatever else. Addicted to misery, all that shit, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's way more relatable than 
like we said, some fucking fantasy death metal shit. But don't give me. I also agree. A lot of um talented musicians. It takes a lot to be able to fucking play that crazy shit. Well, I mean, it takes a lot to even write that stuff and make it work. Like it's cool. It's like yeah, I'm not taking nothing away from it. All I'm taking away from it is I can't really relate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but be- props to oh. those people who fucking. Yeah. Play solos and blast beats. Like, I don't understand fucking. I don't understand like drummers. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, especially death metal drummers. Like, do their blast beats. I don't know. I don't want to make the noise. <laughs> I can just, just sit back and be amazed. Dedication to your craft, you know. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. Um, anything. Were you? You didn't mention. Well. When we were messaging back and forth, I had asked you because I wasn't sure if you were in um, any other bands. Were you in any other bands, like any notable bands before Volcano that anybody would know uh, of? Or probably not. I mean, I I filled in on drums uh, with a band called Strengthen What Remains from Tampa, Florida. Uh, they were a hardcore band of like the Christian genre okay. um, uh, for a while. Um, they're not a band anymore, um, but. You know, I I I played and I, I played drums in a band called Headless Dogs. It was uh, a few guys uh, in Tampa um, and other like pretty cool bands: um, Combat Wounded Veteran, The Holy Mountain, um, Legions, which is a black metal band, and a band called Party Time, um, and called Suitcase City that was from Tampa. That was really good. We were all like band members from other bands and uh formed a band we had no putting uh a five song i think uh out on magic bullet records which was pretty cool just kind of like a throw together thing like we all recorded it for like a like um like a scratch track for our vocalist to like put songs over and then like six months later it was out on a on the label and we were like whoa what <laughs> whoops yeah <laughs> i did a thing and we were like oh cool <laughs> you know so that was fun but yeah just a couple bands like i said uh you know mostly just went to hardcore shows and yeah made sure made sure everybody was being cool and safe you know yeah yeah you know um you when we were once again messaging you had told me you had done another podcast before which we can give that a shout anybody who wants to go check that out give blood podcast which is fuck that was a really good one i learned a lot you know on that one about you which hopefully will kind of help put me in a direction with you now but the thing about that is sometimes i shoot myself in the foot by listening to other podcasts of people i want to talk to because like i know more than i want to sometimes i'm like shit there's something that you know maybe i would have thought would have been like a cool surprise to find out which i already know but i feel like other people would still like to hear it as well you know so we may some things you talked about on there i'm gonna have to go over again obviously yeah um shout out josh white and jamie uh give blood is really cool i love that whole integration of the two different cultures of hardcore and like mma and martial arts culture like that's literally who i am as a person i've always (laughs) dude you know martial arts was first and foremost the number one foundational thing that got me out of being put in prison or killed by by the time i was you know 12 or 13 you know so yeah that's uh that's uh that's a good one and josh has always been like a really good close brother to me too so and yeah uh, some of you guys were pretty tight man strength and what remains was his band that's oh okay drums yeah and they dude they toured like you know nine tenths of the year (laughs) you know what i mean 
for years, you know. Well, now his that he's got a new band called Exit Strategy, and they're they're tough. They're sick. So I for sure know that name. I yeah, for sure know the name. Right? Yeah. Are they on like a bigger? Well, not like not not huge, but they are known, right? I think so. I think I mean, at least in Florida. From I mean, they've played here in Evansville. I think they're going to play on the twenty fourth. I think, and they played last year. They stayed at my house and stuff, and it was a pretty good reaction, you know. And Josh is he just brings it, man. He he's really passionate about what he talks about in his music, and he has a good way of uh, you know letting everybody know how he feels about things without like. I don't know, without uh, like kind of shoving it down your throat. He's just like pretty mad factual about it, but he's like, here, feel this. Listen, here's what, here's what I have to say. And like, if you, you either fuck with it or come and come to me and come talk to me about it and I'll help you fuck with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. He's not like a fuck you type of dude, but at the same time, he will, he will tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were talking about like the volcano is kind of like a mystery. You're a mystery. Like I don't know. Like I was like, like from day one, I was like, who the fuck is even in this band? I have no idea. And then uh, I had and just come across your Instagram somehow, and, and I was like, a volcano germ. I was like, volcano. I was like, oh shit. Then I went to your your little fucking bio and I said, I was like, goddamn. I was like, here we go. It's like, that's where he's been hiding. Volcano is just a fucking underground thing. But man, it's like people love you guys, dude. Like that. Uh. The last reaction I've seen um, f- from you guys was at uh, LDB. I seen it yesterday. I had no idea you guys did a wall of death. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was a that was a funny situation. You know, I was like, you know, this is the first like fest. Like, we played the pre pre or post fest last year. Yeah, at a place called Magbar, and it was real tight. Um, but this is like the first big kind of like thing I've ever got to really play. So you know, here I am, like, okay, you know bucket list there's one and i was like i know it's not huge or nothing but i'm telling the dudes i'm like i think i'm gonna do a wall of death and they're like <laughs> you are a death metal head and i'm like yeah but like they're like at a hardcore show and i'm like i'm gonna do it where they're gonna look dumb as fuck or it's gonna work maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, four so, people do it or everyone yeah i just said i said fuck it you know and, and the, the the wild thing about that set was is none of us knew cody was gonna go into that like know your enemy uh riff right before and they started playing that and i just started cutting up over it you know and like i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it and it just worked out perfect you know what i mean it was just really like like we didn't even know that 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 that, that the vibe was gonna be that it was cool cool. (laughs) yeah it was like like it like it was meant to be kind of thing it was cool it was cool, man. Um, I only seen um one video, and it was from like the back of the room. So there was like a big like it looked like there's maybe like twenty feet like before like like the end of the crowd, and then like all the way up to the stage. I was like, I was like, there's a lot of people here, and I was, fuck the reaction. Everybody fucking you know you going together. I was like, God damn. The only other time I've ever seen that at a hardcore show was uh. <laughs> full-blown chaos like i'm like yeah. 2005 2006 a Bro, while that was a, that was a, that wake the demons album was a religious listen for me oh, hell like, yeah like every day <laughs> all day kind of thing so i got my my best friend in florida uh his name's chris uh shout out little chris he he basically put me on he was like you know i know you're like a a metalhead but like listen to this band listen to this man because we were about to be in a band together and uh he was just like, I, Florida, Florida, the Florida scene's really cool. It's really receptive about like, 
teaching each other like what you what you like you know what i mean like there's a lot of like mix because of that death metal influence yeah. there's a lot well what just happened i don't know <laughs> so there's a lot of that's weird so there's a lot of like that mix you know there's a lot of like hardcore kids there that were like into heavy shit what's going on it again what's this anyway so yeah like, um chris was just one of those dudes that was like yo i'm gonna show you shit like you like good bands already so he was like my og in hardcore you know what i mean Fuck yeah. and I, I really appreciate that dude but full-blown chaos was one that we would just we would ride to we go yeah. do dumb and hood shit together <laughs> Goon but, shit. <laughs> yeah wake the demons on our way out to ebor to start shit with drunks you know like, <laughs> 18 19 years old just asking dudes to fuck up you know (laughs) we were bored man bored goons for a long time it was funny yeah so down ybor city it's pretty much a lawless area huh like it gets yeah yeah, i've seen shootings and stabbings i've i bounced there for like four years at multiple clubs it was cool man it was like where i cut my teeth in the real world you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's where it's all out there a real world but you know what i mean like yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a place you can uh, find trouble quickly if you're looking for it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Now I'm in a, in a quiet, slow, uh, rural kind of Evansville, Indiana. Yeah, so I'm laid back. It's cool. Good man. I mean, you know, comparing to Ebor City and Tampa, everybody says Florida's fucking crazy already. But uh, it's got to be a a big contrast, like uh, going to f- f- Indiana. Well, same fucking hillbilly southern people, just on uh, just a flatland there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard a joke the other day. I forgot what it was called. Instead of calling people from Indiana hillbillies, uh, the, fuck, there was a name for it. I forgot what it was, but it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> Do you have any idea what it was? People from Indiana, what they call? Them? No, you're not from Indiana, but it was. Uh... Well, I grew up half in Ohio, so oh, I'm around twelve. I went to go live with my dad in Ohio on a horse farm. So I went from like, like inner city ish kind of living to like horse farm. You're only wear, allowed to wear white t-shirts and, 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 and Wrangler jeans. Okay. You know? It was, I've, I've seen a little, little bit of everything, you know? So, Were you jerking so, off horses too? Like that one guy in that video? Oh no. <laughs> who, was that, who was that? Who was that? Who said that? I don't even know what band that was. I was sorry about that, but I don't know. no, I you're talking about who who what was that Rick to Life? I don't know. I thought it was like a more modern band. Like no, I don't know who no. said it. No, I know Rick to Life on a horse. I remember that. <laughs> uh, who was that, man? I, I I just heard that. I was like, what the fuck is that? Man? Yeah, something <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird, weird comparison. Is yeah. like I don't know where he was going with that speech. No, I uh, we uh, we broke horses for trail riding. And that's what my dad taught me to do. So. Oh, that's cool. Okay, just like, tame them down a little bit, and yeah, well, just like get them to where people can ride them. You know, oh like, uh, yeah, kid, little kids and stuff. So. Yeah, horses are fucking wild, dude. I used to go uh, <laughs> like up north Michigan, like. Um, my dad and sister always like to ride horses if we we're gonna go up north and, and spend a vacation or whatever. Like I seen horses like go off the trail, people get fucking clotheslined by like tree branches and shit. It's fucking yep. that's, scary. That's happened to me, that happened to me a hundred times. Between kickboxing, uh, you know, and MMA and horse breaking, like I've I've been I've been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, and hardcore shows. So oh yeah. And, 
Yeah. Keep your head on a swivel mm-hmm. at all times. Horse riding at a hardcore show and kickbox. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, um, so, I was going to work off that other podcast said uh, um, you wouldn't deep into how you ended up um, end up starting martial arts at a young age. And uh, uh, pretty interesting to hear, like a lot of people can also relate to how you felt as a, as a young kid. And, you know, you said you were bullied and shit, which always fucking sucks. And uh, how did that, how that happen? Like you're just getting fucked with the school and then you like decided uh, to go or was Man, kids are brutal. You know, kids are ruthless. They're ruthless little monsters. And, uh, you know, I was a toe-headed, like, white-haired, blonde, like, little, skinny, uh, white kid, you know? And, you know, the I went to um, free child care, you know, or, or real cheap. It was a Boys and Girls Club of America. And it was a, it was a great program. But the kids were ruthless to me. And uh, I was different than everybody, you know. I was amongst, um, I was amongst uh, normally what would be a, a minority. <clears throat> and in that setting, I was the different one. Okay. So you bunch of, run a bunch of, like, black kids? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, man. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, it was like, um, it was real bad, man. I mean, I was, I was getting beat the fuck up. Like not, and I was, like, six five and six i wasn't getting like pushed around and name calling i was getting my nose bloodied my lips busted i was getting concussed i was getting my my clothes ripped off of me and i would always kind of like like get myself together before my mom came and got me because by that time you know i I was six six and seven not five because by at that time I had watched my mom go through like some severe domestic violence stuff with my my stepfather who wasn't in the picture anymore. So I kind of like left all that shit to myself. Like I was a little bit more um, cerebral at that age. I kind of like tried, I still tried to protect my mom, even though, you know, I was this little kid that was vulnerable and everything. I still was like, I had a good day today, mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at sometimes I would break down but it would be to my grandmother who we lived with. But like, yeah, man, I was, I was getting, I was getting brutalized. And then my grandfather noticed that I was like beat up all the time. So he was like, this summer, you ain't going to that, that place. You're going to take some private lessons. And he like, they took me every, every few days and they had the class and then they locked the doors and they were like, what happens if this happens? And I'm like, I don't know. They're like, Nope. (laughs) You know? And, had two other kids just waiting there ready to beat me up and make me defend myself. You know what I mean? So I had to like get thrown in the fire, you know, like a controlled setting and it was horrible. But at the same time, if it wasn't for that, I'd end up, I'd end up killing somebody at some point. Cause there, I mean, it was, I was getting tired of it even at such a young age where I was starting to think real bad thoughts about what I could do to people. You know what I mean? For sure. that's how I got into martial arts was, was my grandfather. You know, he was like, he saw the the seriousness of what was going on. And it was crazy because ne- I don't think he ever addressed to my mom. I don't think it was ever anything he ever said to her about like, you know, he's getting beat up. I think it was like, he's got anger issues. He needs something to stabilize himself. And that was it. You know, because I, I was an angry kid, you know, after seeing what I saw. Yeah. So. 
yeah, so that's how I got into that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that's a little yeah. bit more an elaborate story than what I what I shared before, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it goes deeper too, you know. But at the same time, like you know, it's 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 pretty black and white. Yeah, 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 man. You get fucked with for so long, and you really want to do something about it. But a lot of people don't, or can't, or they go to the opposite extreme and fucking bring a gun to school. Which (laughs) you know, yeah, or or they end up being like some sort of like addict or klepto, or they find ways to make other people suffer around them because they suffered, you know, and they do it in ways that are like secret because they're weak and they stay weak. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I, I would implore anybody who's listening right now who might be getting bullied or, you know, had that sort of lifestyle to get into some sort of like physical, um, uh, f- physically challenging martial arts where you are put in fight or flight, you know, and, and either sparring or rolling or something like that. So you can kind of test how you are in, in a simulated uh, place of fight or flight because right now that person is most likely going off of impulsions because they didn't know what to do in that situation and they're just it's part of their character now i think it i think it changes people whenever they actually put themselves in those situations and you like let yourself get punched in the face and it's not like this it's not like this street thing where you could die but someone's doing it to you and you have to think about it you know what i mean for sure there's a timer at the end of the fucking round where you can say, okay, what did I do wrong? Instead of hitting a fence, you know, and like running away from a dude, you just had to hit, you know what I mean? And I have to be like, oh shit, is the cops coming? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Why not, why not pay someone, you know, a monthly, a monthly fee so you can punch people in the face or at least get punched in the face to see what you do about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know what to do. Like you said, like yeah. they fucking freeze up or, or run away. And, and in the controlled situation, man, it's like you got to wait for that buzzer to go off or you're yeah. fucking, you know, you got to fight back. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking crazy. But, uh, you ain't going to die. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You yeah. You always like- tap out. You can always give up. Yeah. You could always say, all right, I, time out. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still it's the fact that you show up to that, the fact that you're willing to put yourself there to kind of learn, you know. And the thing after you do that for so long, you know, on the streets, if shit does go down, it's it's almost like a blimp, like a tiny little blink. Street fights usually last like this long, unless like especially if you're trying to like make them chill out for it not to happen, which I usually end up doing. And then my you know people call me, you know, how how come you're you're this dude that's like all skilled in this shit, but then you won't, you won't like just go ahead and pull the trigger on shit. I'm like, because man, if I literally, I've been doing martial arts since I was six years old and I'm not a badass by any means, but like, you know, there's a difference between people who teach themselves how to fight and someone who's been like, you know, carved out of fucking play. You know what I mean? From, from a young age shit. I don't get scared when I fight. You know what I mean? It's just, it's normal shit. I'll talk to you while it's happening. <laughs> yes, like, all right, let's go. I you guess. See what I'm yeah. Like, it's not like a thing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for most people, it's just like, Ugh. so for for me to get into an altercation, it's got to be a really serious matter. You know what I mean? And I try to stop it before it happens for not not for like my safety only, but for the other person as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. Usually it's petty shit people want to get in an argument and fight over. 
Now, if you're some sort of predator or you stole from somebody or, you know, you rolled on one of my boys for no reason, then I'm going to fuck you up. Like there's not going to be a standing in front of you thing though. Like if you're, if you're disrespectful in a way where there's no, there's no room for talking about it, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? Okay. But like when it comes to like petty bullshit, like, Hey, like you hit my girlfriend in the pit, like, bro, you ain't, we ain't fighting. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's more when I was younger, when I was you. younger though, like when I was like 18, 19, yeah, we was fighting, but. You know, I kind of. Yeah, that's what up. I was thinking about. You said you've been doing that shit, you know, since you were eight or nine years old. Even I was, those... I was six when I started uh, kick or well, Taekwondo, and then I switched over to American Kickbar. Yeah, we even know those fucking roundhouse kicks and question mark kicks and shit. Like you fucking, you yeah. know, uh, Jesus. Like if I was going into middle school, say you were doing it for four or five years already, people say they didn't know, dude. Like it wouldn't even be a fucking. It wouldn't be a conversation. Like, I'm going to f- take your fucking head off. Oh, it was Which... bad in middle school. When I would get in fights, it was just one shot usually for me. And that was usually either a liver shot with a switch kick like a or a question mark kick where it seems like it's going to go low, but I go <laughs> high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are scary. But I, and I would pull it, too, and these kids would just go, ah, you know, they would just start crying. <laughs> and I would just be like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, I would warn them, hey, stop talking shit, like, you know. And if somebody made me do it, it was just like one shot usually because they never expected expected a kick from a fat kid, you know? <laughs> especially one to the head. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so yeah, people just never got the point, or did you move at a certain point to where the same shit started again from Florida? Oh, I, moved around, I moved around a lot, but every time I did move, you know, obviously, I was when I was younger, I wasn't like quick to be like, Oh, I don't want no problems. You know, when I was younger, I was like, Hey man, like, I'm just trying to be a goofball. I'm trying to like, I moved so much that like, uh, I was trying to survive socially rather than academically. So I didn't do good in school. I moved around so much that I was like trying to survive socially. So I would be the new kid every six to 10 months. somewhere. I went to 15 different schools growing up. You know what I mean? So, um, so I was like, I was like quick to just be like, you know, jive on somebody or like try to be the goof kid or like the funny dude. Cause you know, I wasn't like, I've always been kind of like a chubby dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was like this Rico Suave type kid that just comes in and lets the girls come hang out. You know, I should make, make, make people laugh. You know what I mean? So, and you know, uh, often that would like, you know, fluster, you know, people and, you know, they, I'd have to like, instead of being like, Hey, I don't want no problems. I would just be like, okay, here's my chance to establish the fact that I'm that dude. You know what I mean? You know, first I'm funny and then I'm one not to fuck with. So then I would do that. And then always, you know, the new kid gets in trouble for fighting and then it's a, he might be a troublemaker. So then the teachers were weird the whole time. So it was just never a stable school thing for me, you know, just just all the the moving around shit. So, you know, kind of dived into the whole like music thing, you know, and, Talking about hardcore bands, I liked um, a handful of hardcore bands before I even knew what they were. You know what I mean? And and like punk bands, I, I was um, I liked Minor Threat because I learned I learned who they were from a neighbor of mine. Whenever I was like probably eleven, I had this tape, <clears throat> and it was one side was uh, Seven Seconds. You ever heard of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, one side was Seven Seconds. Yeah, Seven Seconds on the other side, and I literally like wore that tape out. Um, and then, you know, hate breed, obviously, 
You know what I'm saying? And and that shit was just like that's one of the best hardcore bands of all time, if you ask me. You know what I mean? I agree. Now let me ask you though, uh, do you remember like what song or album by Hatebreed was you heard first? Uh, I I think it was Under the Knife was the one that I had listened to first, but the one that I like loved was Rise. The one that I was like, this one, I was in high school. It came out uh, probably like my like sophomore year. It was Rise of Brutality. I just, yeah. it, it was just, it wasn't because it was what it, like listening to other albums now, I'm like, damn, you know, like Satisfaction's sick. You know what I mean? Right. But that album is so nostalgic because I just, I wrote on it. Like I just listened to it all the time. Sure. And it, like it's his most like, like lyrically, I think it's his most like demanding lyrical album. It's like this is who the fuck I am. This is what I'm doing, and you're gonna listen. That's what that was. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and all sure. the other ones, yeah, all the other ones are like they're really like they're really hard, and like there's a lot of like cerebral quality to them. But that one was like a little bit more knuckle draggery and like shit I'm into. You know <laughs> yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. For me, it was a uh, perseverance. That's a uh... So perseverance. Yeah. That's the first shit I ever heard. There was like a, it was like a an Ozfest compilation. It had one of yeah. their live songs yeah. on it, and, and that's yeah. how I I heard of them. Then I uh, seen the album or whatever. Somebody showed me it, and I was like, and then I heard I will be heard. There's a music video for it too. I downloaded this shit on a uh, Kazaa or whatever the fuck people were using back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and then I went to Target, and they had the album there, and uh, yeah. I was still probably 14 or 15, maybe 16, but I had to cover up the uh, fucking a parental advisory sticker with my thumb and showed my stepmom. I was like, can I get this? And she's like, yeah, I guess. But then I threw it in the cart and the parental advisory shit. She's like, what do you do? I was like, she's like, a call for blood? What is this? <laughs> like, chill. It's good. It's good. Awesome. It's smash it. your enemies? What? <laughs> yeah. it's like, so, so good. Yeah. I remember, like, uh, I got a when eBay started to be a, like a big thing, I got a Rise of Brutality hoodie. And I, I mean, I just could not, everybody and their mother wanted to like wear it. And they were like, dude, let me buy your hoodie. You know, <laughs> your friends did that, you know? Oh, yeah. So I never get nobody, back. Yeah, I would never let nobody wear that shit. Fuck them motherfuckers. Yeah, man. I'm, sacred. Like, I, you know, I meet a lot of hardcore kids uh, or people, I guess you would say, uh, that, I mean, nowadays I can understand a, a kid listening to hardcore from like the third or fourth grade all the way until they're like old enough to go to shows. Oh yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties. So like, I, I remember there was like this certain type of hardcore kid when I was coming up that was like, made it seem like they listened to hardcore since they were like in the third grade. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. it like, like the internet, like it was just like impossible really if you really think about it it was kind of impossible to get a good amount of hardcore bands and your listening cue in like you know the early 2000s you know and, yeah. and late you know there was a couple of bands that you would find at heart at, at, at you know like target and stuff like that but if you wanted to listen to the hardcore you had to go to like shows or you had to go to like a record shop where they like sold that shit you know yeah. what i mean MySpace happened, you know, but mm -hmm. I remember Kazaa and stuff like that, just putting like hardcore and you, you don't want to put hardcore in Kazaa. <laughs> You're right. You know, it shows up. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get a virus so, like, right away. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So like, I, I just thought it was funny. Like 
I've, I've always been kind of like uh, proud of the way I came up in hardcore, just like being who I am, where I'm from, you know, like my parents were in a band together. So music is always kind of being like, that's how I was born. So music's always been a thing, you know, being a musician and stuff like that. So like, you know, I think it's funny that there's nowadays, I mean, my, my 12 year old, she's, she has the world at her fingertips when it comes to music. You know, she listened to whatever, whenever I'd show her stuff and she's like, this is tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, or she'll be like, mm, not for me, you know? But he's constantly showing me stuff that's like blowing my mind too, you know. Oh, that's like, awesome. Uh, like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a 15 year old, and um, his first show was back in, in like 2018. So he was like 10. It was fucking a uh, hate breed and dying fetus and the code orange. <laughs> Dude, dying fetus was one of those first bands for me. Yeah. Dude, I remember I got this like mixed CD. And it, the first song was on it was a live version of a really fucked up song from dying fetus called kill your mother, rape your dog. <laughs> and I remember like, so have you noticed that I, I, I call out our song names before we play them. Yeah. That's my like, dying fetus thing. To, to, well, just to, to death metal, man. Okay. You know, like they, they, they say, this is this fucking song before we play it. You <laughs> know, it's hard it as titles. <laughs> It's something I've always loved, you know what I mean? But the first album, the first real heavy fucked up album or CD mix that I ever got, my introduction to that extreme music was that song. You know what I mean? And it was like, he's like, you can hear him like fucking around on his guitar and he's like, kill your mother, rape your dog. And I'm like, what What is this? I, you know, as a kid, this is gross, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like this is fucking hard. Yeah. You know, like but yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I like to call out the 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 names of the songs. It's just like it feels good to me. You know, it's so just funny. Like, yeah. And whenever you say that, you kill your mother, rape your dog. Dude, I remember when he said that live, my son looked up and he like, What? Because yeah. <laughs> he was ten, like I said, and the yeah. banner, the dying the dying fetus the banner fell down as he said it like it fell you know i remember so like here's the fucked up thing about that it was a, a freshman teacher of mine and uh he was like a younger dude and he was like hey if you pass this test because i always had headphones in my in my uh like i took headphones and broke them and put them through my my fucking you know oh yeah so you could to like listen to him. and he knew you know what i mean he just didn't give a shit i was like you know he was cool about it. So he was like, Hey, what do you listen to? And I was like, I like heavy shit. He's like, if you pass this test, I'll give you a CD of my favorite stuff. And I had listened to like cannibal corpse and, you know, uh, DSI. I had a very small list because, you know, I, it was early, you know, it was a long time ago. So sure. not, not everything was at your fingertips. And, uh, he made me that that CD, and I remember just being like, "Damn, a teacher gave me this!" Like, can you imagine, like, if a teacher gave a kid a song with that uh, or a CD with that song in the beginning of uh, it? Nowadays, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, especially with not like understanding people who have no idea. Like, if my dad would he'd be fucking lose his mind if I came home with that. Like, what the fuck? Well, dude, <laughs> I have friends that are my age that are teachers. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're high school, and I'm just like. Now I get why that dude did that. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Singer mind force. Old, He's a he had, yeah, yeah. He was in a hardcore too. That guy, that that teacher. Oh, you know what wow. I mean? Yeah, 
he was he was a cool guy. Um, I wonder if he's still teaching, but shout out to that cool. guy. Yeah, you could change your uh, life. You know, you never know. Mister Mister Matheny was his name. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit, that's cool as fuck, man. That's a cool story. Um, yeah. yeah, it's weird how, how how like something can just be like passed down to somebody and it can change the trajectory of their music choices for their entire life. And you know, you put a potentially music career for a lot of people who either pick up an instrument or you know decide to fucking sing. Like it's a weird influences there. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what else I got? Um, with Volcano, man. Um, that shit's like, it's like, it's really good. You guys, uh, I don't want you to say anything that, that can't be said, but do you guys have any um, uh, future plans or anything like anything cooking right now that, uh, um, we've got three or four songs that we're like cooking up. We've got like demos of them. Uh, where we're just all kind of like trimming the fat and like putting our parts to it and like suggesting, Hey, should we take this out or make this longer? Um, you know, the, the first EP was written in like 2018. Yeah. I heard that dude. Yeah. I was so shocked. Like somebody just, they're like, yeah, that's been on YouTube for like five fucking years. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? I had no so idea. We did, we did like uh two song or we did disciple and, I think we just did Disciple and then we had other songs to finish and we just did it. And we put that song up just to kind of like put it out there and just, you know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, that sat for a while and then Days picked it up, um, Lumpy. And then it, we had to wait for him to put it out for a little bit because of like the, the shutdown and stuff. Yeah. And once he put it out, it was just like everybody seemed like to dig it. And I feel like Volcano's doing just as good as we all would like it to with everybody being so busy, you know, cause like sing with Sugabog is on century media. They're out all the time. And two of our members are in that band. So like, you know, um, volcano, we, we work, you know, we, we do what we can, you know, when we can, you know, uh, on top of their schedule. And then, you know, I'm a tattoo artist and on a business and stuff like that. And I'm a father. So, you know, it's like, it, it works for what it is you know what i mean and i think it was cool because like that that shutdown man it kind of i don't know if it was because of that that people really got to give it a hard listen you know what i mean but it it kind of i mean i'm getting a response from people who are like reading my lyrics and stuff that i didn't think i was gonna get you know what i mean people are like yo like this is cool this is helping me or you know this shit makes me want to punch people you know what i mean yeah. like and it's 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 real tight man um, but right now, three three or four songs, um, I'm just kind of messing with uh, lyrics. Um, I think we're going to do another EP. We might do a split. Um, we just, we don't know yet. We got a whole single that's that's ready to go. We just don't know what to do yet. We're just kind of like sitting on it, waiting, just being whatever we want to be. You know yeah, I mean? that's fucking cool, man, because like. It's like you don't have to rush these days, and especially with the bands being so busy, with everybody else in your band doing yeah. other shit, and and the the uh, demand for for volcano is for pretty. You know, you got to be honest, it's for pretty big. Everybody fucking likes the band, so that's cool. That uh, there's really no pressure because everybody's still satisfied with the EP you guys got out. But uh, and that's cool, and man, much appreciated. Um, but I'm telling you, like this next, like that. 
how do I say this? Like we were playing around, like we were, we were having fun and we were, we were playing around and like, just like, like fucking with that style of hardcore that we liked. You know what I mean? And this time I think it's be a little bit more serious. You know what I mean? Okay. Not serious in a way where it's like, you know, like, I don't know how to say it. Like more, more in tune with what we want out of it. You know what I mean? In a sense of like, it was fun, but now, we want to say something with it. You know what I mean? Sure. Or we want to, we want to really put through what we like about this through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's great because you know, that's kind of what like a demo is in the first place. Kind of, you know, just get out the sound, figure out what you want. And in most bands, you know, typically do evolve after their, their demo or their first album or whatever, you know, cause you, it's not like you, it's like you hear things that you may like, or not like, and you want to change that within the band. You know, I'm not a musician, but that's a that's a, just what I would assume how it works. So as you put it out, you see the response, or uh, give yourself you know extra listen to it, and like, uh, well, we could change this, or we could add that, and even yeah. fucking re-record songs too. You know, some people do that, which sometimes yeah. better, sometimes not, but it's not it's not what people want, it's what the band wants, right? <laughs> yeah, when TUI did that. That was cool. Yeah, even for never-ending game, it looks like they fucking re. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I re. I cannot wait to hear it because that's one of my favorite songs by them. I want to play with that band. I saw them in Detroit, actually. Yeah, saw them in Detroit. Yeah. Oh, what show did you come up to? Uh, it was the um, Sheer Terror, Never-ending game. Oh, okay. Uh, I think wasted or wasted youth out of Columbus. Yeah, yeah. So that was before uh, the shutdown and shit, right? Yeah, Joey Knuckles is a friend of mine. He's okay, yeah, 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 tattoo guy. He he hit me up. Was like, "Hey, I'm on the show. You want to ride with?" I just like went down with him. That's when I was living in Ohio, but that's that's a good homie right there. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went to that show. Like the venue, I think it's called the the Sanctuary or something. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good venue. Cool people. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. you may be able to play there one day. Dude, I want to play there. It was sick. Well, it was I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I what you're saying. It's open, dog. <laughs> if yeah. uh, usually, if if people want um, to put us on, uh, I think the best the way the way to do it is go through Fix My Face Records on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Cody. Um, he does most of our booking and stuff like that. So. Um, if there's any anybody that wants us to get on anywhere, I would I would hit him up and kind of kind of shoot him a message and let him know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of these people have been hitting me up, and I'm like, ain't the one. <laughs> I ain't the one here. Here, tell me this be, guy. Yeah, yeah. Tell me to be somewhere, and I'll fucking scream in a mic and have fun. But yeah, I'm not, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so good, man. I seen you guys um in Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, back in September for that uh days and triple B showcase, man. I was out there, man. That shit was great. Yeah. I like that place and uh oh, right. yeah. great sound, you know. Um I was like I wasn't surprised by your guys' fucking by the reaction. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to fucking see, man. Just people just going crazy and yeah. that was I, fun. I think the second time we played was with TY and Bulldoze. Oh yeah, yeah, and, dude. Yeah, it was cool. It wasn't as crazy of a response though. And I was like, what is going on? Because last time it was like I was like, damn, like people were getting down. Yeah. But the 
second time it was a little bit less rowdy you know i, I kind of got my feelings hurt a little bit yeah, yeah. well i can tell you what it was but it was a yeah. tui crowd you know yeah. <laughs> which i like trapped under none against them but yeah. i consider the same thing yeah it's like an obscure they're kind of like obscure kids. I don't know how to explain. It. Not in a they were there for TUI though. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And just with bulldoze too. I seen the video. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like a bulldoze hometown show. Like, yeah. Why are people not going absolutely insane right now? Yeah. <laughs> that was nuts, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Danny came up and was like, "Yo, that was a good set," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like you're mm-hmm. gentle, man. Like, you know, like I, I love that dude's voice. Yeah. I'm, uh, fucking Scarhead was one of my first big loves, too, man. I, I love Scarhead, dude. Dude, dude that band, him. that band was, was a big one for me, man. I agree. I agree that, uh, 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 for the Kings at Crime album was my, that's the one. That's shit, the one. dude. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how, cause they're so like, and they are obscure. It's like Crown of Thorns is as well, but it's like, why do people? Why do more people not like Scarhead or fucking put them on harder? It's like what the fuck? Like Danny would do ever with I mean, them. I don't know, man. I I think they were kind of like that a mysterious band for a while. They were like one of those like if you knew you knew bands, right? Sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like and and like his all his other stuff was like kind of in the front, you know. But Scarhead, man, that's that's the way I see it. And it was like. It seemed like a bunch of people were on it too, like, like homies. Like it was cool. I love fucking Scarhead. I seen them. It's kind of uh, disappointing. The only time I seen them because they came with uh, I don't even know what band they came with. The the fucking band they got a song about Captain Crunch. It's like a thrash band. Uh, fuck, I forgot the name of the band. It's not a DRI, but it's something like that. Uh, this destruction. Something, something, destruction. Oh, uh, I don't even know the name of the band, but uh, not coming to uh, no, to, fuck, it's not DRI for sure. It's not. I forgot what the fucking band is called, but uh, it was a lame ass show. Like Scarhead played, and uh, I was like, there's like like forty people there, and like nobody was like going off. Man, I, I, you know, I got some back injuries and stuff, but if I went to a Scarhead show, I wouldn't walk for a week after that. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, but I would, I would probably get a like. They would probably want to talk to me after the show because I did some fuck shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would, it would be like a, hey man, <laughs> calm down. Like that's that's one of those bands, man. Like, and dude, if I ever got to see Full Blown Chaos, and they played anything from Wake the Demon, Demons, I would, yeah. I would go yeah. the fuck off. You just seen that fucking uh, last year? They did that that barncore thing, full blown chaos. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like invite only thing, but that looked fucking wild. Like it's like ignorant as fuck, but that's awesome. I'm into it. You know, um, uh, we're talking. Uh, damn, I had something to say, but oh yeah, when Scarred, I don't know if you're like straight edge or not, but when I seen Scarred, oh. we got the Danny Diablo so fucking high, smoked the fuck out. We rolled a. Big ass joint like that big, and uh, him and and uh, Dimmy, his drummer, uh, Dimrock, uh, they were outside smoking with us, and I forgot what song it was, but Danny did the he did the second verse first, 
And like, then he's just like, just stop, just stop. I fucked the whole song up. He's like, I fucked the whole thing up. So let's just restart this shit. And and they just moved on to the next song. But I was like, man, I forgot what song it was because it was like one I was really looking forward to hear. And uh, and they cut their set like kind of short. It was only like probably 12, 15 minutes. And he's like, I'm too high for this shit. I'm like, Whoops. I fucked that. I like but the one and only time they ever played here. Well, that I've seen anyway. They played here back in the day. But I was like, Do you yeah. have a favorite song from that album? Snickers. Oh, yeah. You like the Dogs of War? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, oh. That, dude, that's, that's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, coming for you. Yeah. The first Brooklyn show we played, we had Chris from um, Pain of Truth play drums for us. Oh, okay. Um, Cause our drummer couldn't make it um, and it was awesome. And that dude, that dude, he, we never practiced or anything and he just came and killed it. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, man. Shit. Um, that I, uh, I thought that was cool that cause like amongst all those bands, like, like pain of truth, like bomb it forth. We played with them a lot. Um, you know, th- there's like a, a good, like homie thing going on. Like, when we see each other, it's really cool. Everyone's, like, pretty laid back. I got to say, like, I got mad respect for all them dudes, too, and all the work that they do and uh, how good uh, how good they're doing, you know? Like, all great musicians just kill it. Kill it on stage, you know what I mean? It's, like, fun. Yeah. It's, like, for me, like, if we're playing with those bands, I, I get, like, I'm, like, damn, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> – I want to bring it too, you know. Like, <laughs> it's a big knuckle dragger, man. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> it's the ape. Jump in the air and shit. I'm just trying to like let everybody know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, dude, I part. love, I love fucking a pain of truth though. Like they're on some other level right now, and I don't see that. Yo. I don't see them uh coming back down anytime soon, man. They're just killing it. Out there, and it's great, you know. Uh, and once then they came out like the pandemic too, kinda. It's like, what the fuck? Like it was a great time for everybody, I guess, to be able to write shit and take their time and kind of collaborate with their friends and like create new shit. And uh, shout out to Lumpy because he put them on too with you guys, yeah. and that's how it all. Bro, like that guy, he just rides for us, man. He's so cool too. Like, like every time, like. We'll be like, hey, I got some merch for you guys. We, like, we'll be playing a show and be like, damn, like, how much are these? Like, oh, I got you, dude. Like, I'll just throw oh, me man, in. that's cool as fuck. Yeah, I don't know him, man, but everything he does is yeah, fucking awesome. He's a, he's a fucking, he's a real one, for real. Like, yeah. Dude's cool as fuck, for real. Yeah, hardcore he, to the bone. It's about the real shit, man. Like, that's what's up. Like, I like that guy. Good. Shout yeah, out to Days and fucking Lumpy. Uh, Straight up. Damn, dude. Um. <sighs> I don't know. It's so much going on and so much, uh, so much like potential in the future with the band. And I can't wait to see what fucking comes. Like, uh, it's, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see uh, hardcore right now. We're playing with incendiary next. Okay. Yeah. They're um, fucking huge. That's going to be a good time. I love that band a lot. Um, that's like the next, the next bigger one. Um, I'm trying to think of where it's at. I think it's the like, church, right? In Philly. Yeah, it's in Philly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going out for support for them. And then I think we're working on uh, Sound of Fury. 
Right oh hell yeah fucking yeah. that'd be good to get out there the outside fest looks fucking yeah. insane i think oh, yeah. shit, dude <laughs> like five thousand people going to that one that would be insane I don't, i'm i'm like i'm kind of taken aback whenever they were like hey they're talking about putting us on and i was like us <laughs> like for real <laughs> like we're kind of getting there but like that one like us? Yeah, that's a big one dude yeah, yeah. i'm like okay shit let's do it you know like yeah. I'll do another fucking wall of death. <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah, for kick yeah. it up like a real death metal show with all the dust yeah. and shit. <laughs> fucking great. It'd be great, dude. But um, yeah, that's that's like the two the two like new bigger things that I think we're doing. Um but yeah, we got those three songs we're working on, or four songs, I think. So we're looking at another EP, maybe a possible split or single. And then those two shows right now, you know. Um we're talking about a run. We just don't, we got to like plan that out like lots of months in advance for everybody's schedules and stuff. Right. Make the bog ain't doing shit, you know, the bog. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're important yeah. to a lot of people. They're fucking, you know, well, here's, here's busy. what's great. They're my friends, best friends. And it feels weird to say this, but they're my favorite death metal band. You know what I mean? Like, with the traditional stuff that I came up listening to and what they do, Devin's vocals, like top tier to me, they literally are my favorite death metal band. And I can't, I can't tell them that because they don't believe me. You know, <laughs> like, oh, thanks, bud. And I'm like, no, but for real. <laughs> like, like, 100% my favorite. Yeah. They're my favorite fucking death metal band. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Because everyone's like, yeah, they're your boys. And I'm like, even if they weren't. Like it's the shit is it's what I'm about. Like when it comes to that style of music, that's that little bit of slam, that little bit of fucking like kind of knuckle draggery, fucking like <laughs> knuckle draggery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I seen them when they came through with the uh, terror and pain of truth and uh, Kublai Khan. Fucking yeah. crazy. Like because I'm not like I'm not like a crazy death metal person. Like I can listen to it, but I don't like seek out like new death metal. But uh, yeah, they're one I can put them on and definitely fucking jam to them. Like you, you said, got yeah. that uh, that uh, knuckle draggery, which yeah, like, it's like argh, feel that stupid caveman DNA yeah. come out. You know, that's my shit. I was born fucking two thousand years too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. So, uh, do you still do uh? Still doing martial arts? I know you said you've had some injuries here and there, but are you uh, um, so actively training or anything? I train every day just about by myself. I do some shadow boxing, some skipping rope, uh, hit the heavy bag. Yeah. Um, and then I do private lessons, uh, pro pro level price at, uh, private lessons, or like I'll critique, critique for certain fighters and stuff like that. And my former students where I work, used to work will hit me up and – yeah, we'll talk about what they got going on fight wise. Now, sometimes I'll look at their opponents and kind of give them what I think I would do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah I, still coach. I still coach, but I'm not like actively at a gym right now. Okay, there's them here that a friend of mine teaches at where I can go and teach if I wanted to. You know what I mean? But I've just been so busy uh, with just family life and opening a tattoo shop and all that, all that stuff. You know, my injury does get in the way. Um, but it's something I can work around when it comes to like teaching and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I train myself. I stay sharp as I can be for my weight and ailments. You know what I mean? Cool, man. That's, 
Are you good? Just keeps moving. I know. I don't know why. Dude, it really threw me. That's why I started laughing when you're telling me that because it's, it's a zooming in. What the fuck? I was like, what is going on? It's an iPad just sitting by itself still. Like, it's not like <laughs> it's it. some weird, like, pro version or something. Oh, <laughs> bro. It's like, it, it follows me. Oh. <laughs> it's wild. I don't know why. It's some fucking Apple follow you around shit. I don't know. It's some weird shit. Oh, <laughs> I make another face like over here. Well, oh, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. so I told you I'm a goofball, bro. It's, it's, it's I love fun. it. Oh <laughs> shit! Are you bald too? <laughs> Oh, I'm going, bald. There I'm you try- go. Yeah. I'm trying, dude. <laughs> Jeez, I'm trying. Almost there. Yeah. A couple more years. Oh, shit. That is fucking funny, dude. But, uh, yeah. And you said you're uh, a 10-year blue belt in fucking BJJ? Yeah. I was, uh, well, I was a white belt from, like, 2005 all the way to 2015. Oh shit! So I taught I taught kickboxing at at a, at gyms with BJJ. So they'd be like, "Come, come do BJJ," and I would be like, "Cool, let's do it." And I'd get like super into it, and I would like be training with black belts in the morning, and like the higher belts, and like I'd just start like getting better real fast. You know what I mean? And then nobody at that was a white belt that was my size could do anything with me and i wouldn't get a stripe so i get my feelings hurt and i'd be like fuck this i'm gonna do muay thai you know what I mean? and i would i was like too up too much in my head about getting ranked and stuff right and for a while i was just like i'm just gonna do nogi you know what i mean and i just did nogi for the longest time and you know i had like probably like a three-year break with my back injury okay or sorry two-year break with my back injury and then i got back into it and then I started going to a gym in Ohio and within like a year and a half, I got my blue belt and I got thrown real bad in a judo class. Kind of re-injured myself in a different way, but still the same area. Uh, Been up and down when it comes to jujitsu after that, you know, yeah, dude. Yeah. Tried, tried going back to judo for a while and that's even harder on you. So yeah, with those throws, a big ass hit in the mat, you know, that ain't easy. That's how I got hurt. Was yeah. Your break fall ain't going to save you when you got a couple Especially, hundred pounds. Well, a break fall is not going to work when your sensei throws you in a way where you can't break fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to the sensei. Yeah, Fucking thanks. Everything up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Oh, yeah, well, like, we were trading privates. He was trading me privates in judo, and I paid him privates in kickboxing. And I think we're like two classes in, and – I, you know, I've been doing judo a lot longer than, than I think I, I even told him, you know what I mean? Cause I did judo is one, like one of the first martial arts I, I went and did other than kickboxing. Um, and I was like, you know, in love with that. And then, uh, so I was doing, I think I was doing pretty decent with him and he got frustrated with me because I think the, the class before that was a BJJ class and I hit him with a sacrifice choke and he was like that close to being asleep. You know what I mean? I, 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 from what I remember, you know, and his, he taught the next judo class and that was over. And he was like, all right, if you're judo, like line up, oh. been here for jujitsu. 
and you're already warm, we're going to go ahead and start sparring. He's like, Cibola, you're with me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going pretty good. And all of a sudden, uh, I just got dumped on my dumped on my back real hard. Everybody stopped. It was that bad, that Damn. hard. Fuck. Like, and I was like, I'm good. I'll be okay. <laughs> I can't breathe. You know? And then Woo. I never yeah. been able to be back on the mat. So. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, like I mentioned, we were messaging. Like, I've been doing – BJJ since like uh, late October, I've had like the past like five or six weeks off. I had some uh, vein operations on my leg, but uh, I just went back. Yeah, varicose veins. Yeah, yeah. I had a had an ablation where they stuck a catheter up in like my leg, and as they pull it out, they close the vein with like a radio radio frequency, some sort of bullshit. And uh, then they veins are also caused by trauma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got my left testicle. I had to get. I had to get worked on it when I was 17 from oh. a kick about. Yeah. Oh, yep. Dad actually, like, it was on my testicle. It looked like another nut, dude. It was crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. a really rough one. So. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. You might start in my left knee after I fucking tore my knee to shreds. I was like chasing my son around and I stepped in the hole and, like, I fucked up my, I don't know what muscle or what. What I tore for ligaments. I never went to a doctor or anything. My shit was fucked up for for a few months, and then over time, you know, just just got worse. And you know, I started the varicose veins started showing up like all around my knee, and and it just sort of fucked up from there. And it's also very um uh, hereditary. Like my mom's side of the family, all their legs are fucking bulgy and blue and fucked up and gross. I was like, I can't look like a ninety year old lady, dude. I'm fucking thirty five year old man. I gotta get this shit taken care of. But, well, uh, get healed and go back, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I was able to go back for like a couple weeks because I had to take a break in between. Uh, I was just, I was getting like two operations a week for like fucking like four weeks, and then it's like three weeks recovery, and then I finally I was like, let's hold off because they have to take out a. I'm going tomorrow to get a vein strip like over my knee. It starts at the top of my knee, and then it goes down to like the middle of my shin, and they're just gonna fuck, yank the vein out. But uh, what? yeah, yeah, they. St- and it looks like a, maybe like a pen with like a like a crochet hook on the end of it, and they puncture your skin, dude, and they just fucking grab onto it and they pull it out. But then they use I don't know what they're called. They look like roach clips, like how you can like clamp onto something, and they sort of just just like twist out the vein, and then they'll grab it with another set of forceps. Maybe that might be the word. That's hemostats. Yes, <laughs> yeah, roach clips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly smoking a vein <laughs> but it's fucking well, nasty dude it's painful and they can shoot up you with all the lidocaine they want but there's only so much that they can i think legally give you as like a patient like yeah. like per session i don't know how much it is but it's like we have to stop so you have to come back in a few weeks so during that time i was able to uh i went back a couple times to fucking train bjj and uh Dude, I got I got hip tossed so fucking hard, dude. I hit the ground. There's a pizza place next door, dude. I felt like pan. I I heard like pans like fall off the wall and shit. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I asked the dude. I was like, "How loud was that?" He's like, "Well, have you ever looked at footage of the World Trade Center falling?" Oh, <laughs> oh man, that was a low blow, dude. <laughs> but I laughed so hard. I was like, "I was like, I'm a good fucking description. Good way to describe." <laughs> Footage of the World Trade Center. Yeah, get back in there, man. Even if uh even if your best friends toss you and hurt you and shit, do it. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not gonna give up. I'm just getting started, like I said. But then I, I looked into my Veracross vans. He's like, "Yeah, we should probably just take care of this, just so you can fucking get it out of the way." I was like, "Yeah, I'm early on into my uh, training or whatnot, so I can I can go and afford the time because I don't know shit as it is, and it's not going anywhere. So it's not like I'm really losing out on that much, you yeah. know." Um, so yeah, as soon as I'm all healed up, the next like um, three weeks, I'll be back three, four, five days a week if I can, you know. Yeah, if I'm if if, if I'm ever out there, man, and you want to maybe learn some some Muay Thai, I can show you the basics pretty quickly, you know. Fuck yeah, like, dude. Yeah, just something to like the heavy bag with and stuff like that. I, yeah. I really like to give my friends that and and people that want to learn. Yeah, I have a heavy bag. Um, I got it from somebody, but I just haven't hung it in my garage yet. Just I got it at like. At the end of summer last year, and just kind of put it off. So I'm fucking yeah. get that shit hung. I've always been interested. Like, there's no like Muay Thai schools around here. Like any like MMA shit that's within like like thirty to forty five minutes, and it's always like afternoon evening classes. I can't just I can't afford that time because I go to bed so early. So it's like I kind of had to sacrifice. I'm glad I did. I'm not mad at what I do. I love fucking BJJ because. Uh, because yeah, we involve like striking and shit with the two and how to uh, defend strikes if like combat if, BJJ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we always really, that's the yeah. most practical and real way to learn. Yes. Yeah, they say always, always defend strikes first. If you're if you're any yeah. situation, always defend strikes. Well, <laughs> and, uh, I've worked. I've worked in a few gyms. Um, and, you know, needless to say, sometimes uh, MMA guys have a little bit more of a boisterous attitude about things and when you're a like if you're just a muay thai guy you know or just a jiu-jitsu guy um sometimes the dudes that are like prone to being that kind of boisterous and more like cocky they'll tend to start shit with you you know what i mean but yeah. what i've noticed and some bjj guys are you know and i'm not saying like it's everybody i'm just saying sometimes you'll run into a guy like that and uh there have been a few times where some really good BJJ guys have like gotten shitty and we've gotten down and it's, it was true at one point where it's, you know, brown belt hit them in the head. They're a purple belt. <laughs> <laughs> they're a blue belt, you know, hit them in the head again. They're a white belt. You know what I mean? I've heard I've seen, that say, but I've also seen blue belts just fucking dudes up getting hit in the head at the same time. You know what I mean? Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, black belts like rip people's arms off and shit too so yeah so but yeah it's true man i think i think strikes are a really really important aspect that needs to be implied with with learning bjj too you know what i mean yeah i love bjj but coming from where i'm from uh fighting multiple people at one time being someone who was 300 pounds at at 15 you know what i mean six three you know i've always had to go against more than one dude for the most part if i'm out out and about you know what i mean so going to the ground, it's it's great, it's fun, but it's just not something I'm gonna do. You're gonna get kicked in your fucking head real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's just not something that it's gonna. Now, don't get me wrong. You get somebody to the ground fast enough on the streets, you can fuck them up real good. Yeah. You know I mean? When there's multiple people, it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Your head, your head uh, looks like a football real fast. Yeah. yeah. I made that mistake before. I made that mistake before. I've double legged a dude. Uh, I went, went to go get an arm bar. Got fucking duke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's so scary. Like, especially now, like, 
some people can be so unassuming and they can be a black belt in whatever or have you know 20 years of muay thai experience and like you fuck with the wrong person like you just don't know it but also in that sense as you said somebody like you will try to um de-escalate the situation before you know yeah. there's no walking away or talking yourself out of it which yeah. is always the best option but but hey, man! Sometimes there's a you could see somebody act and move in a certain way that you want them to try you. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. I've yeah. been at I've been in places where there's just people that are just acting a fucking fool the whole time. Where I'm like, give me a fucking give me a give me the chance. <laughs> yeah, right. Just come near me, please. Right. <laughs> like, just just try me once. You know what I mean? I've seen people like that, but then you know, at the same time, I've seen people that are like lose their temper and I'm like, hey man, like calm it down. Like it ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a big country boy like you, you know, it's like calm it down. Like, you're the cool one smiling yeah. laughing about a situation, which you know a, a lot, lot of people, people Yeah, I, I what the conversation I hate having and, and it happens at shows all the time where there's a smaller dude or like a regular sized dude and he'll be like, man, you're big as fuck. I'll be like pissing. <laughs> you know? And some dude's like, God damn, you're so big. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not on your bad side. I'm like, cool. You know, and that same dude later on will like slap me on the back real hard, you know, like, hey bud, what's up? We talked in the bathroom. And you're like, cool. Oh man, I'm glad, I'm glad we're buds. And then they'll start a fight and be looking for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just weird thing that like I, I think a lot of people do they 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 try to gain resource or or alibis by speaking nice to you about your weight or your size it's this weird thing that happens amongst men yeah i, I don't know if you've ever dealt with that but someone's like man i'm glad you're my, i'm glad i'm not on your bad side and then they're like i don't know it's like almost as if they're saying hey it's me and you against everybody <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've been a big dude my whole life so it's a, yeah. i've heard the it, same shit you know what i'm talking about like it, it's just this weird unspoken thing but at the same time it's like man i i wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire you know what i mean i don't even know I, you I don't, yeah. I don't know, you know what i mean just because you told me <laughs> i was a fan, i like it i i can't <laughs> like yeah i know i'm fat it's cool go cool. you know? <laughs> Like hey, to stick up you for you me, when you're you drunk told me retard. It was okay. It was, you told me it was okay to be fat, and now you want me to fight for you. Fuck <laughs> 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 you, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, you watch your drunk ass fucking stumble back and fucking crack your head open. Like, I care. Yeah. That about being a big guy is like there are people out there that want to make they want to make an example out of people. So, like, my aunt owned a bar my whole life growing up, and my cousin, who's my age, was a bartender. And I worked in a tattoo shop next to it. And I went in there for my birthday one night. You know, my whole family's there. All the all the normals, you know, all the all the people that sat at the bar all day. You know, uh, you know, and uh, you know, the younger crowd starts coming in probably around eleven o'clock. And my cousin comes up. We're at the pool table. She goes, "Hey, that guy over there in that puff jacket. Uh, he said something weird." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I've never seen this dude day in my whole life." Right. And this, this sort of thing's happened to me a lot being a big dude. Right. So she goes, he just said, I said, Hey, how you doing tonight? He said, I'd be bet I'd be better if I can knock out the biggest, baddest motherfucker in here. And he, he like looked faster and he goes, there's that motherfucker right there. And she like looked back and saw me and she was like, you don't want to do that. 
And he was like, we'll see. And then she walked over and told me. And, you know, it just kind of put things into perspective. Like, here we go again. I'm this big dude smiling, having a good time, unassuming as fuck. You know what I mean? This dude has no idea that my whole entire family is in here. There's a shotgun behind the bar that's been in my family for like 10 years, four years. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, there's that that aspect. But, you know, instead of making an issue at my family establishment, we decided to just hit the road, go to the next bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, being a big dude, man, people have it out for you for no reason. You know, and and it's usually like a smaller dude like that guy was, you know, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that's always a thing. You smaller dudes always gotta somehow to prove themselves to, you know, bigger dudes or whatever the fuck. Like, uh, God, especially being in school, how we talked about it earlier. Like, you're always getting fucked with it. Same for me. Like all through elementary school and middle school and up until high school. Like, it just. I took so much shit from people. And like my friends, you know, I'd laugh my friends and bust my balls, but other people would fucking just piss me off so much. And uh, I never really had any backbone or like confidence to like f- f- and tell them to fuck off or stop. Or, and, uh, but then to come along hardcore, like, yeah. it was like kind of gave me some sort of weird, weird confidence not to just like deal with myself, but to uh, give it, give it back, you know. And, 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 and uh, punish people who have fucked with me, or or, or people who who I think would have fucked with me. Like it's like it's on now because I wasn't tough. I didn't learn any any uh in Muay Thai. I don't know how to fight, but just being the big guy alone, you get somebody in between your fucking hands. You can yeah. it's like shit ain't gonna get away first. Yeah, if I slam your ass to the ground. <laughs> it's over with, and uh, that's always what it was. But then. I realized that's how easy it was, you know, still not knowing how to fight, but you get punched in the face. You realize like, Oh fuck, I have no idea what I'm doing. Or somebody who, who uh, ducks a punch. You're like, Oh, what do I do now? Cause they just fucking hit me back. Like he had no idea. Like I just got to grab them, but then they back up. You're like, I'm alone. It's like, where's my friends at? <laughs> you know, fuck. it's like someone grabs his ass <laughs> and uh, just being an idiot, dude. And that's how it was. Like I went from like uh, being, and being fucked with to fucking with everybody without any consequences because you know for a while you like detroit hardcore was kind of like a i wouldn't say toxic but it was a very 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 masculine and violent yeah i heard i heard that, that detroit was like kind of a rougher city uh a while ago um i think it's important you know especially in like the hardcore like culture for older and like bigger people to like make things safer, I guess you would say like, uh, like, you know, I, I don't know if you listen to that other podcast um, and, you know, something that I was known for was like kind of keeping, keeping things on an even keel at shows, you know, and if things were shitty, we took it outside. We took it somewhere else. You know what I mean? We did what was, what needed to be done. You know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, like, I would try to squash the shit right off the bat, you know? And I think one of the the main things for me is, like, Disciple, the song Disciple is about me taking someone under my wing um, and, like, kind of showing them and hardening them up. Then hardening them up. And then I don't really speak on it in the song much, but this, like, this has happened to me a few times where the person that I've helped become powerful, you know, when they were weak before, they turn into a fucking snake and they bite you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to go. 
you got to let them go and do their thing. That's why the last, the last thing is like, don't lean on me no more. You got to go. Sure. I think it's, it's like a touch and go thing, especially with, you know, impressionable kids and hardcore. Cause like a lot of the times I, you know, I say this and this might rub a lot of, a lot, a lot of people the wrong way, but I feel like hardcore is like the, the melting pot of everything. Like we like hard, we like, we like soft music. We like hard music. We like metal. We like hip hop. And it's all rolled into one. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of us are so influenced and we're the posers of the music scene. Fuck out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know, we're not cool enough to be punks. We're not cool enough to be hard. Like, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. We're, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're we're saying. The, we're the rejects, you know? You know, 100%. this world never wanted us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, with that being said, like, you know, uh, some of us come up that way and be proud of it. And some of us, have our insecurities in that but i think inviting as many people to a hardcore show as you can regardless of their like foundation is the most important thing you know regardless of some toxic shits like that's going on you know because i i could have met someone like you who was like meaner than shit but let's be honest most of the time and this isn't me flexing or anything but a guy like who acted like you do if i walked in the room and i give you a pat on the bed and i say hey man let's keep it chill tonight you're gonna keep it chill you know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. And if, if you know, if there's like a ton of new kids that I invited, they're going to have a great time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if a dude like you, like you used to act in, like you said, you were just like kind of shitty, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just a fucking idiot. And, and if that was to happen and, 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 and it went to a place, you know what I mean? There's an example to be in there. You know what I mean? About how not to act and stuff like that. And that's just how I rolled. You know what I mean? I was the type of person that would like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to mosh for five seconds. And the person who's being an asshole is not being an asshole after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you put like, them in their place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it was just like pit boss bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, no, but that's a so, good thing. Don't get me wrong, man. I've, I've gotten my card man pulled before too. I'm not like, I'm not saying I was the biggest, baddest motherfucker, but <laughs> I literally ride for people that way. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah, that's so. a great thing. Like you had your boys, and you had the new people and the smaller people, and there was really, there was really nobody controlling the scene. Like it was encouraged, you know, to be a fucking asshole and to fuck shit oh, yeah. up. Before, <laughs> well, before my my set of friends started going to hardcore shows, it was real bad in Florida. Yeah, dude, it was like it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really no, uh, there's really no enforcer. Like the enforcers were enforcing the violence and the, the mayhem, <laughs> you know, and, and making sure it stayed that way. But, uh, for the better, obviously things have a drastic change. There's really, there's no fucking drama. There's no stupid fucking bullies. Like there's, you know, like shit gets crazy in the pit and people get hurt, you know, but, but that's hardcore. That just comes with it. But there's yeah. really nobody who's, who's being stupid and, trying to be uh, you know the toughest guy and if if they are we all know they're just a fucking sweetheart anyway you know nobody's scared yeah. <laughs> you're like okay look at you acting tough i know you <laughs> you get fired week, bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and uh it's just it's just all around great right now which is a good thing i um I know you see the show. Shit doesn't go fucking, you know, the way it used to be. Everyone's you kind of getting along, still violent, you know, still having a good time. It's getting better too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of new faces. I don't like what I mean new, lots of young faces. Like it's really really changed after the pandemic like uh when Sinov Tsunami Tsunami last week, uh, they were here in, in Detroit and like 
is it like eighty percent of the people that were there, like you wouldn't see at a regular Detroit hardcore show, which hopefully a lot of them will soon show up at at the smaller shows and and support the smaller venues and that would be you know a lot of people get their foot in the door that way by these big crazy bands and yeah this is good to see yeah i'm just ready to see like jinkos and chokers coming back (laughs) oh i think that's happening i for sure think it's happening (laughs) fucking tough hardcore bands that are wearing jinkos and like fucking 311 shirts (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. If it rains outside, those things weigh like fifty-two fucking pounds. I am pounds. noticing noticing a lot of like ladies in hardcore are starting to look a little bit more like like goth chicks with like really cool eye makeup and like yeah. choker chains and shit like that. Like man, that's that that's like a new thing I'm noticing. Like at all the the bigger shows, there's like this I don't know gothic aspect coming. That's that's kind of cool too. Yeah, like, there's a couple people with like uh what's it called like uh fishnet uh, yeah, yeah i was just saying cobwebs i was like i don't know what the fuck yeah. it's called <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like uh there's like pale chicks like pale skinny chicks like what the yeah, fuck that shit's cool like, <laughs> yeah yeah pale skinny chick it's cool yeah, they're but hanging like, out man they're having fun it's yeah, great to see yeah. it it's great but it's see. cool like it's great to see that there's a lot more diversity and stuff like that you know like um but you know less assholes still violent is cool you know what i mean people understanding the the like the etiquette is cool too because there's a lot more information out now oh yeah i think kids know what to do when they come to hardcore shows a lot more than they did whenever we started coming to hardcore shows for the first time you know what i mean i remember taking a friend to a hardcore show for the first time like a like a heavy hardcore show and him trying to slam dance and literally the bass player of the band throwing his bass off and just running and sticking my dude in the head <laughs> he was trying to like beat up people because he was going like you know he didn't know what he was doing yeah you know like i remember shit like that happening all the time where you know there's like this etiquette just people didn't understand <laughs> like you know yeah man it's crazy times to look back and, and see people it's good to see the, that it's like a little bit more informed now. <laughs> like, you know, the internet's a thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more people don't have to learn the hard way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Must Always the hard way. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. It's like one of my top fives. I had to say that. I had to say that before this was up. Yeah. It popped out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect yeah. uh, opportunity. So, yeah. yeah. We're looking at around a an hour and a half here now. This fun conversation has flown by, and uh, cool. dude, I'm really glad uh, you took the time and it all worked out. And uh, I appreciate it, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future with uh, volcano and everything, dude. I hope there's, you know, plans to fucking just keep it going. And yeah, we're gonna keep it coming, man. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll uh, probably announce something soon. So cool. So sticking with. Uh, with the program, you know, trying to make heavy music that people can actually like relate to and uh, do some wild, violent shit to as well. I think that's uh, definitely a possibility. <laughs> and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, there you have it. The end of the conversation. It was fun. Uh, you know, everybody got to kind of know him a little bit, which I find is fascinating in a podcast. How. Uh, it's just a simple conversation that two people are having, and you can find out a lot about somebody, and um, it's great. 
I'm glad we hit it off the way we did. Have some fucking giggles here and there. You know, keep it light, keep it casual, keep it fun. Um, anybody who listened this far, thank you so much. And uh, follow follow the Instagram. You know, fucking Terror Zone Podcast. If you don't want to, I understand. I I post stupid shit sometimes. It may not be cool to everybody, but I think it's fun. Is what I like to do. Um, yeah, and that is it. I. I get to rambling. I don't make any sense. Uh, Hardcore for life.